You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It is Wednesday, March 22nd, and we are recapping Auburn's Pro Day. Cam showed up and threw to some receivers, but did he take the shine away from some of these players? Let's drop it on Now, now listening to, to the Wall Good morning, War Report family. It's your boy Mike G. I'm here with my guy B. Will. We're mm-hmm. talking pro day today. Let's jump right in. Auburn had their annual pro day. For those of you who don't know what this is, uh, this is a chance for former players who are going to the league in this next draft cycle um, or free agent cycle to get a chance to display their talents for the scouts, especially if you did not get invited to the combine. Now, big news be Cam Newton decided to show up to this thing. Uh, There were no quarterbacks. It should be noted there were no quarterbacks draft eligible throwing at (laughs) A-Day. So uh, it was mostly Cam Newton and Holden Gariner throwing to right. John Samuel Shanker, Cedric Jackson. Yep. Kalen Newton. And, uh, you know, these guys that were out there. So I want to start with talking about what stood out to you about the pro day numbers. And uh, did anybody improve their stock significantly from what you could see? So we know that Cedric Jackson had a rough 2022 campaign. I think with the numbers that he put up, he he had to have at least turned somebody's head. And and he I, I doubt he was on draft boards. His production ticked up a little bit at the end of 2021. We were kind of excited for him. 2022, it just did not happen. I mean, of course, the, the passing game was awful for a lot of reasons in 2022. But um, even early in the season when he had some opportunities to make impact, he didn't. So I have to imagine that he needed to put up the type of numbers he put up to just get on people's radar. Cause I doubt he was on too many scouts radar, but hopefully he did. Hopefully, you know, maybe he can, he can make a practice squad be a special teamer guy and um, work his way into some, into some, onto some fields here at the next level. I think it's possible that he could with just his athleticism, special teams, he could definitely be a special teams guy. Well, let's talk about some of these drills that they do at the at pro day. Uh, for those, again, this wasn't televised, so you maybe saw some highlights. Uh, two of the main tests are the 40-yard dash and the 225 bench test, where they put 225 pounds on the bar, and you just got to hulk it out, man, as many reps as you could do of 225. Now, I will tell yeah. you, in college, Brian and I used to go down to the act and do this with 185. I would yeah. slay him by about 10 reps every single time. Uh, you probably lie. You probably lie. I have no idea if you tell the truth, not because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going with that since you don't remember. And uh, uh, these guys, this is a this is an endurance and strength test combined, is what it is. Now there are a lot of modern day strength and conditioning coaches, Brian, that don't like the bench press because they say you don't play the game on your back. Why would you pa- practice doing this on your back, right? However, um, they still use this to measure uh, uh, strength and endurance. Uh, John Samuel Shanker put up 27 reps. Was impressive. On the I was impressed press. with that. Yeah. yeah. Branded Council, 29 reps. Uh, super impressive for an offensive lineman. Uh, a lot of wide receivers avoid the 225 test because, again, it's that kind of strength is not super functional to what they do on the field. Uh, but Shedra Jackson did this, and he put up 13 reps. Him and Kayla Newton put up 13 reps, uh, which is about average. Um, I saw a kicker do that once. So uh, they these guys, uh, these guys went through bench press first. Um, and then they moved on to the 40. Now, let's stick here for a second. Now, we talked about Shedrick sure. Jackson. 4-3-2. Yeah. Unofficial. 
Uh, and I'll tell you, watching it live, B, it looked impressive. He looked fast. And in our interviews with players during the Building Report series, they consistently named him as one of the fastest guys on the team. Yeah. I was a little shocked, but his name just kept coming up. People said, shit is fast, shit is fast, shit is fast. And he showed that. Now, Ike made a point about Owen Papo going to the combine and upping his stop by running some ridiculous 40 time. Did Shed do the same thing here? Could, could this 40 time have the same effect for him that it had for Owen? You know, given both of their tapes are a little suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think it should. Again, special teams, because you need somebody to beat uh, to beat the kick down the field, to get down the field as fast as possible in, in special teams when the ball is being punted and kicked off and, and get to – uh, whoever's going to be returning that kick before they have a chance to to get some moves or, or to find some open creases. So, yes, there is value for speed on special teams, especially when you aren't, let's say, great at running routes or you don't have the best hands. Cool. If you're physical enough and fast enough, you can make an impact. I think he may have worked his way onto somebody's special team board. But see, the thing about that is that's not necessarily a draft position. That's probably an unsigned free agency deal. That's probably um, an invitation to camp and, and a 10-day contract to see how you work out in camp and you don't, okay, well, that's okay. Uh, so we're not 10 days, I don't think of basketball, but um, you can get on, again, on the radar, in the building, on the roster, we shall see. Uh, so it was interesting to see him do that, but let's 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 switch gears and talk about Tank here for a second. Uh yeah. He ran an underwhelming 40 time at the combine, but came yeah, back true. under four or five this time. Uh, yeah. Did Tank maybe up his stock a little bit with an improved unofficial 40 time at Pro Day? Uh, so it, it depends on who's looking at him, right? So I've, I've seen a lot of people say, man, San Francisco would love a running back mm. like Tank Bixby because of a system where the the coach is, is the OC and he's going to make that running game out of if he needed to make it out of paper clips and rope, he would make that running game go. But you give him a guy who can break tackles. And mm. that's the thing about Tank's tape and the metrics. The numbers say he can break tackles. He is strong enough, physical enough, and sudden enough to make guys miss while breaking tackles. That alone, I think, probably has him on enough people's radar. If you're looking for a running back that can do a bit of everything, I think they were already kind of keen to Tank, regardless of what that 40 time was. Dropping that 40 time a little bit at Pro Day, which I think most prospects do. And let's mm -hmm. be clear about that. The Combine, they go, I think Owen Papo is is just next level athletic. And yep. we knew that. We knew that about him before he got here. That's how you put up those numbers. Everybody gets a little bit better at Pro Day. Usually. Usually. They're at home. Um, they're home where, where they've been playing. Um, they've got their team around them and their facility it's more comfortable. It's more of a comfortable environment. So I expected things to improve for Tank, and they did slightly. I don't think that affects his draft stock too much because I think his tape did for him what Owen Papos and Shedricks could not. Yeah, it's it was it was interesting uh, watching Shedrick. He he we posted a video of his vertical, um, and B, this was amazing. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, uh, go to our Twitter and or one of our Twitters, you'll see it posted uh, of him jumping 38 and a half inches. <laughs> wow. And he almost got 40 on the last attempt, but you have to move the bar, the requisite amount for it to count. And so mm -hmm. uh, they were like, you know, a lot of the players, they were like, count that. That counts. He touched it. 
But uh, they didn't count it. Um, the guy who runs the pro day was kind of a jerk. <laughs> like he was, he was just like, no, 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 Shedrick, that's not it, right? Uh, yeah, I swear, I swear, that's how he sounded. Uh, but it was it was interesting to watch these guys go out there. Um, you could sense a level of tension mm. uh, with some of the players. Um, you know, there was a performative aspect to what they were doing, uh, right. and overall. You know, Pro Day was an opportunity, kind of switching gears here, for Auburn to showcase their new performance center. Yeah. Uh, new sure. station showed up. Even though it wasn't televised, new station showed up. And if you haven't been in the performance center, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. And they don't normally let us go all the way into the indoor field, um, but we did get to go in this time. And, uh, you know, part of being in there was we got a chance to see Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton showed up. So mm-hmm. uh, here's what I want to talk about. And, and Chad, jump in in the comments. We're going to address your comments here in a little bit. Um, there is a social media narrative, and I'm saying social media narrative because I think that's all it is, um, mm-hmm. that Cam took shine away from these guys at Pro Day simply by existing and showing up to throw. You know, What are your thoughts on Cam showing up to Pro Day, and did it take attention away from guys who were trying to get seen by scouts? You know, I think it, it brought attention two guys trying to get scenes by South. And I, and I took it away because you were going to have to get those passes thrown at you anyway. If, if again, if you said Holden Gardner was throwing them at, at for Sam, uh, Samuel Shanker and yes. Okay. You could get passes thrown to you by Holden Gardner, or you could get passes thrown to you by Cameron Newton. Mm. All right. Now, if I have a choice, I'm choosing to get passes thrown to me by Cameron Newton. What, what, what are you talking about? Caitlin right. came in here. Who, who, who do I want throwing me passes? My big brother Heisman winning national championship, NFL MVP, right? Or do I want a dude? I, I don't know. I mean, come on. This, this is a, a win-win. You get these passes thrown at you, and there are going to be a couple of more teams here than there were going to be otherwise mm-hmm. to check. I, I don't know if all 32 made it. I, I didn't check that info to see exactly how many organizations sent representation out to our pro day. But I got to imagine that one or two were like, all right, let's go see what he's got. Mm. Let's, go kick, let's go kick the can on, on Cam. Uh, uh, kick, kick the tires on Cam and, and see if he's got a little something left in the tank. I don't see how this is anything but a positive. He didn't say, hey, listen, everybody put your cameras on me. Don't, don't worry about these players. Don't yeah. don't worry about the plays. Right. No, man. He just he went out there to throw. And he's the same. Cam Newton is the same guy everywhere. 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 It's not like he was like, man, I can't wait to steal the shine from these players. Man, come on. Uh, he specifically it. did not take questions from the media after to make sure that no media attention went to him after Pro go. Day was over. He showed up and he throwed. Um, the what you know, I, again, I was there. Uh, a lot of the media was there. I think that the advantage be was that a lot of people who may not have stuck around for the end of Pro Day, because you got to remember. All the tests, the 40, the bench press, the vertical, all this was done before Cam was even really seen out there. Right. So, like, nobody didn't watch Shedrick Jackson run a 4-3 because Cam was there. Everybody saw his vertical jump, right? Right. Everybody saw the things that these guys did. And even while Cam was throwing, uh, Derek Brown and – I'm sorry, Derek Hall. (laughs) Derek Brown Mm -hmm. is gone. Uh, Derek Hall and uh, Tank were on the other side of the field – and most, if not all, of the scouts were over there with them, mm. right? The guys who actually have a chance to get drafted, go figure, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people suck around. Uh, Cam did some amazing things. I do want to talk about him for a second. Um, how much do you think this helps program image to have your Heisman winner show up to campus and throw at your pro day and bring attention uh, that 
you know, again, otherwise may not have been there. Like, you know, uh, you know, Bamers are trying to push a they were trying to push a narrative all season that Sooney doesn't really love Auburn, right? All these people who are good that come to Auburn after they're gone, they're done with Auburn. But Cam, not only is he not done with Auburn, he came back and got his degree. He seems to support these guys at every turn. I heard him yes. calling a lot of guys by name out there. I mean, he knows these guys. He walked up to Holden Garner, uh, Holden almost peed his pants. Like <laughs> it was, it was amazing to watch him interact with these current players. You know, do you think this helps Auburn football raise their profile some? And, and can it help Hugh Freeze in recruiting even? So, I mean, Cam being present when you have great players who want to be present with your program, mm-hmm. yes. That helps your program. It absolutely does. When you have a personality as big as Cameron Newton, yes, it helps your program. Whether or not it helps with recruiting, listen, if you got some lettermen from the mid-90s who were outstanding, could they relate to some players that we were recruiting today? Eh, maybe, maybe not. You get a Cameron Newton in here just to be present, to be present on a uh, whatever weekend is going to be the most effective. Yes, that's that's effective. You know why? Right. Because he's Cam Newton, and he can still speak the language, even though in in text his language is his own language. You know, we but that's that's another story. But as far as being able to relate to the players who are here, the players who could come here, yes, he is a benefit to the programs. I mean, he's still. I know a lot of players who are getting recruited right now don't remember. Cam Newton in 2010. Mm. Because if they're getting recruited right now, they are 17, 18, and they were f- four or five when we mm. won the national championship. And that, like, I know that's a little like, dang, it's jarring. It's been that long. Yes, it's been that long. But he's still Cam Newton. Like, he still has a draw and a personality that I think can work for the program. I like that you freeze, of course. I mean, what are you going to say? You're going to say no to. <laughs> to Cam Newton. Yeah, you let him come back. You let him be present. And from what I've seen, Hugh Freeze has opened the door to a lot of former players um, and, and former guys who were here who have been great, who want to contribute. And I, my guess is Cadillac has something to do with that as well. When those guys wanted to be here for Cadillac, you saw how much it did for the program when the doors got open. Just right. Like, come in, love us, support us. We need you. Mm-hmm. You keep that going. And that's it's a net benefit, especially with Cam Newton, because he has reached the pinnacle of football. There are a lot of guys who are great players who never win NFL MVP, man. Or reach never. a Super Bowl, right? Never reach a Super Bowl. All-time greats who never reach Super Bowls. Doing both is a phenomenal feat. Heisman win a national championship. Yes, having him associated with the program still is a positive. Yeah, listen, um, it's funny. Uh, he's such a big personality. And what ended up happening was we were while we were out there, he got out and he was just like, man, we need some music out here. Music was on in less than 45 seconds <laughs> in the whole facility. It was crazy. I was like, wow, they got they got that rap music on quick. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Corey, whoever says, Tank would excel in Dallas coming behind Tony Pollard. Interesting. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's time done in Dallas? That boy is cooked. Is he cooked? Ezekiel Elliott is Is cooked, cooked? man. Like, he just... 
Tony Pollard would get in the game and you would just instantly see the difference, man. I, I think it's a back, a back like Tank could make a difference anywhere. Young, hungry. Like, what's the guy who he was in uh, KC this year and he won it? Pacheco. I think he was from like Rutgers or something. Mm-hmm. Did it matter that he wasn't the best back in his conference or the or the country? No. It's like you just have to have these skills, man. Can he break tackles? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're a powerful runner? Yeah. Like, uh, Zeke, Zeke is cooked. Well, they're saying he got cut. I didn't know he got cut. Yeah, that makes sense because he was cooked. Yeah, on the yeah. field, Listen, Zeke was cooked. And he lost me some parlays definitely last year um, <laughs> on FanDuel. So, uh, yep, cooking, put Tank in there. I'll bet on him for sure. Uh, Brian Hanter says, living in Jacksonville Beach, I'm supposed to be a Jax fan. I'm not wishing that on any of our players. So, Brian doesn't want anybody to go to Jacksonville, even though he lives there. Uh, hey, they cook. They starting to cook a little bit. Doug Peterson's a good coach, man. Wait, they made the playoffs, coach. did they not? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they had a phenomenal comeback versus the Chargers. So mm-hmm. they won their first game in the playoffs, which is uh, very unusual for the Jaguars. I, I wouldn't be mad at him going to Jacksonville. Go somewhere where there's a good coach. Shanahan. Uh, I'm not sure about Dallas's coach. Sorry, Corey, and all the rest of y'all Cowboys fans. But Peterson, mm-hmm. Shanahan out in San Fran. Uh, if you get picked up by somewhere for some depth like what's going on in KC, yeah, sure, sure. I love mm-hmm. that for Tank. Yeah, listen, uh, P-Pass says, does Cam go to USFL? He shouldn't uh, need to, but Newton's bros play together. Um, I don't, listen, I don't think he's going to the USFL. I think he's got way too much ego for this. Um, and I don't yeah. think if he goes there, he comes back, right? He'll be yeah. he'll be the best quarterback in the USFL. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think he does that. I don't yeah, I don't, I don't that. think any NFL team gives him a shot because he went to the USFL. Right. And I think he right, wants to be back game. in the NFL. Right. Like you think he still thinks he said, listen, he said, hey, ain't 32 better than me. Right. So, yeah, it is what it is. Dustin Smith. A good thing about Tank in Dallas is if he makes friends with Jerry, he could get that Zeke dollars. Uh, they have had a history of handing out money to running backs for sure. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. Corey Weber. I think the Cowboys are going to take Tank around three or four. This is where I thought Tank was at the whole time. I've been on record. Mm-hmm. He'll get drafted, um, but you know I'd be surprised if he goes in the before the third round, right? Like if he's a top two pick as a running back, I, I just would be shocked at this. Um, yeah. Now a lot of yeah, you know, that's not uh, blowing tank. That's just about how I feel like the NFL is running valuing running backs, right. and you know based on his stats and measurables and things that he's put up since, I don't think he really has done much to move up into that one to two round. What do you think? Yeah, I think the one to two round is kind of a hollow territory. Like I remember Saquon, well, Saquon was first round, wasn't he? Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley? Yeah. I can't remember. I just know that they gave Saquon him a deal pretty quickly. Yeah, he was I mean, special. he he is special, but he's also very injury prone. And mm-hmm. that's, so that's what you're getting right now. What you're getting is, oh man, he's a special player. He should be a first round talent. Okay, he is. Mm-hmm. Now, the next step is, can he stay on the field so you can reap the benefits of him being a special talent? And a lot of times, the answer is no, because running back is just such a difficult position to play and stay healthy. So what these teams are going to do is, okay, maybe they do go early for a running back, but they're not going to give you a second contract. Right. Or they give you, or what they did with uh, Saquon is they pretty much paid him like he's a top-tier talent early. Instead of doing what most NFL teams do, and all right, you play through the entirety of your first contract. And then we pay you based on what we saw in your first contract and what we think you can maintain that. Now we give you this huge, you know, uh, record setting or position setting contract for your second contract. They paid Saquon in like year two or three and he had been hurt. It's just like, okay, you will never be as good as you are now because this is the youngest you will ever be. Let's give you this big contract now up front. 
and that's the money you'll have. So that way, once you get to the end of his contract, he's in like year six. And if he's injury prone after that, you don't have any problem letting go of him. I, I think that's probably the best way to do it is mm-hmm. if you find a back that's that special, get him. Even if you do grab him, you know, first round, second round, give him his contract early, let him play, give, give him, let him give you his best years. With the situation to tank, I don't know if he's shown, I think it's an issue of size probably. Size is probably an issue. Like I think B. John Robinson is probably really, really high on people's list because he was, I don't want to say he was the offense. At Texas, he was a, he was definitely a workhorse back though, and I don't think we've seen Tank be a workhorse back. Now we may be able to ask why. There were plenty of times I felt like we should just be giving the ball to Tank instead of trying to pass, whether it was with Bo or TJ Finley or uh, Robbie. Like, like we should we should have been doing what we did the last four games last season for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. you got to wonder why we didn't do that sooner. So people have to decide what we saw from Tank Bigsby is that bell cow back type of stuff. Can he be your number one running back in the NFL? I don't know. They don't know. I don't think the buzz has him as that type of back. So I think third or fourth round is probably safe. Now, who that is, I there are a lot of people who could use a consistent running back, man, because they they go down just as quickly as they pop yeah, up. So yeah, I don't know. yeah they, they don't have uh, much longevity in today's NFL. Haley Tubbs, I, I, if anything, having an NFL QB throw to them makes them look better. Um, I, I think, would think so, too. Yeah, just having the attention, right? Now, Cam didn't have his best day. He did some amazing things out there, but, you know, there were some short to intermediate intermediate passes uh, that he sailed on his brother uh, from what we could see. Matt Reeves, Shev might get invited to camps, but his tape is underwhelming. He would have to try and make a roster playing special teams. I think a lot of people, this is a popular sentiment about Shedrick Jackson uh, making a roster here. So uh, hopefully he showed enough from an athleticism standpoint that if he can get on a roster somewhere and then in camp, you know, uh, impressed with, crisp route running and, you know, better hands than he has, um, you know, he can hopefully work his way onto a team uh, and into a starting lineup in a couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really hard to do in the NFL. James Barnett, why are teams afraid to give Cam a shot? Um, this is a great question. Um, yeah. you know, we could spend a lot of time here, but I'll tell you, um, Cam has something to do with that. <laughs> In my book, Cam has something to do with that, uh, with some Mm. of the inconsistencies on the field. Um, Injuries have made it harder for teams to want to take a chance on him, especially at the the number that they're going to have to pay him, right, Uh, to come in. You know, he he took a low contract to go to New England, um, and it didn't quite work out there. So, I mean, there's a mix of things here, but mostly I feel like it's just been reduced production based on injuries, that's making right. it harder for people right. to take a chance on him post Carolina. Yeah, I think his last full season at Carolina was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. 2018 was the one where he had the foot injury. It was like in preseasons, it's the list Frank injury. Basically, it's like a hairline fracture in the foot. And he sat out most of that year. He came, he played on it a little too long. And that's the thing. He probably shouldn't have been playing on that foot, but he played through it. The next season, he comes back and he has a shoulder injury, but he tries to play through it. They have to shut him down like two-thirds of the way into the season. But the problem is, he obviously couldn't put enough on his throws at that point. I, the, the idea is maybe he cooked his shoulder, and now he can't consistently push the ball down. The right. Like in New England, I remember the first few games, I was like, oh, that was a really good throw. But after a while, it was he was skipping short and intermediate pass. I'm like, well, what's going on? This is one of the strongest quarterbacks in the world. Like I've seen him launch w- without having to, without moving his feet. 
something happens. I mean, with superior athletes, this, this happens to almost all of them. You rely on athleticism right. to do a lot of things that other people can't do. If it's not a bunch of fundamentals and, and, and natural skill, it's athleticism. But you can do it. And he could do it. He did so much in the NFL just off of that athleticism, the power he could push the ball down the field with. But once something happened in that throwing shoulder, he hasn't had that pure power there anymore. And it's created just this weird result when he throws. Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's it's weird that the ball didn't get where it was supposed to be. You have no idea why. And so what you're asking is, all right, well, Cam, what am I going to get with you? Can you tell me? What, what, do I, what can I reasonably expect when you drop back to pass? Are you going to be able to, to get the ball there? For all of his faults and what he couldn't do, you think about a Tom Brady, his athleticism the last couple of years, he was done. But he could get the ball there. Like, if there was a play there, I'm going to get the ball there more, much more often than I'm not. You're going to stay on schedule. When you're talking about skipping passes, sailing passes in the NFL, it's second and eight, and we just need you to complete this five-yard out so we, we can be third and three, but you can't do it. Now we're third and eight, and we're behind schedule, and we we NFL teams are going to put up with that, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened with his shoulder. I, maybe it's done. He didn't play last year. Maybe he, something got treated, got fixed. I, I hope he can be consistent. I hope he gets a shot. I don't think it'll be more than backup role, though. I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. We'll be back at you guys Friday uh, to talk a little bit about spring practice. Uh, Auburn is getting deep into camp now. Ball battles are, start, are, are starting to shape up in the spring. So we'll be back to talk about that. Until then, always remember, drop it on them. Drop.